Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Thriving Minds podcast. I'm Professor Selena Bartlett. I'm really excited to have Sakuraku Kobayashi here today, who's a PhD student at the University of Melbourne. And she has very kindly given up her time to talk to us today about the things that she's done that have allowed her to achieve something very amazing for such a young woman. So thank you for joining us. And she's happy for us to call her Saki. So thank you, Saki, for joining us. So would you like to introduce well, yourself for the audience? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as Selena mentioned, I'm a PhD student at the University of Melbourne. I'm officially one year in, and um, I'm also conducting my studies at the Peter Mac Hospital um, down here in Melbourne. So, Saki, um, this is really unusual because you're actually uh, raised in Queensland um, for mm -hmm. some time and did your undergraduate degree there. So it's pretty inspirational um, to see that you made the choice to not only start a PhD, which is not necessarily a traditional pathway for many people, and also move to Melbourne, which is one of the top places for doing what you've chosen to do in Australia. So what inspired you to do that? Um, it was a number of reasons. Um, so the first question about conducting the PhD, I mean, like I was sort of started off in my undergraduate. Um, so my degree was a biomedical science degree at UQ. And um, I, I, I quite liked science to begin with, but didn't really know which avenue I wanted to go in. Um, I had a lot of influence from my parents. So my mom, she's a GP. And my dad's um, currently retired, but he used to be an embryologist um, in uh, cattle and in that industry. So um, I had a lot of uh, influence from my parents coming from that background, which sort of led me into um, discovering science. And I knew I really enjoyed studying it as well. I liked studying in general, um, but yeah, throughout the uh, biomed degree, I didn't really know uh, what to specialize in, um, but I, I knew I liked um, the, the environment as well. I started putting my foot in the door at around like the second or third year into my degree. Um, and uh, by that, I, I sort of um, uh, volunteered at a few labs and predominantly biomedical science labs. And so um, one thing led to another and I, I decided to pursue a PhD degree during my honours and so that led me into here. So would, can you remember um, that aha moment, the light bulb going off, like when you were doing some of these internships, exploring your passion? Mm -hmm. Can you, like, can you, often we can remember those mm -hmm. moments that turned us from maybe pursuing a medical pathway as your mother had compared to taking that scientific journey that many people kind of find quite scary what do you remember the moment um there wasn't the one moment but I guess it was just like the mystery um uh behind the science and also sitting through the lectures and there was always a common theme right I mean you're probably familiar with this with this but it was always like we think this might be happening but we don't know yet and we have all these competing theories that challenge what we currently know and that aspect I really really enjoyed um in that it wasn't so black and white textbook, like, oh, this is what this is and this is what organ this is, you know. It was um, the mystery element that really drew me in. 
So it might be a good opportunity right now <laughs> to, to tell the to tell everyone listening what is what are you actually studying and what is this new yeah. unknown element that none of us know about yet. Yeah, absolutely. So um, at the moment, my PhD project is studying lymphatic vasculature and its development. Um, I'm looking into this particular pathway that is um, known to be a hallmark of cancer. So we think that um, this element may be influencing how the lymphatic system is um, developed during cancer. Um, so yeah, th that's my main focus, but I have been sort of on a very long journey to come to this point. Um, but like the, the common theme around my studies have been like development and biological development and um, how cells are defined as they are. So why is, for people that aren't biological <laughs> listening, can you do an easy description of what the lymphatic system is and um, so people have a feeling for that and how how's it related to cancer too, which is really interesting connection. Yeah, absolutely. So the lymphatic system works very closely with your circulatory system, um, but instead of transporting um, your red blood cells and oxygen to your organs, it's actually the, the waste removal system. So it will remove um, the, the excess interstitial fluid, it will deliver um, macromolecules and um, immune cells to your organs. Um, and in the context of cancers, a lot of um, research has found that cancers actually hijack the system and they can actually take advantage of your lymphatic systems to be able to um, transport itself to other um, organs in a process called metastasis. So that's sort of the um, aim, the overall aim of my project is to see if we can stop that process of metastasis and um, the tumours being able to spread to different organs that way. So for other young people, um, women, men and other people, can you give uh, maybe three things that help you stay motivated um, to pursue things where you hit lots of roadblocks in this kind of pathway of going after something that's really dear to your heart? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, for me, I don't really have like... Um, very major motivations that will probably will work for everyone you know but for me personally like I find waking up in the morning early helps me a lot Have, having a proper routine um, keeps me on track absolutely and um, I don't know uh, just having a support network around you and you know um, as well as the routine but also using the support network to update people on what you're doing I think motivates me and that just the general interest me 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 in getting them interested makes me interested as well so yeah I think that helps a lot with the motivation and um the drive for waking up every morning and doing what I do <laughs> so can I ask you when did you discover that waking up early strategy how long have you been applying that has that been lifelong or was it something you came into yourself or what was it um, well, I found that like waking up late <laughs> kind of affects my motivation. So um, that helped <laughs> discover that. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, it just comes with time. You know, you find it's kind of like an experiment what you do in the lab. You find things that optimize and that work for you and you just go with that. You don't question it, right? Yeah. <laughs> you remember doing this at a young age or as you've got older? 
Um, no, it's definitely been a working progress for sure. It's it's something that doesn't come to you the next day, right? It's just something that you find out along the way. And it's a whole process of discovery, right? <laughs> well, some people never discover that, Saki. <laughs> um, so the other thing I'm interested in, what would you say uh, is has been your biggest struggle? Um, well, despite the 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 fifth lockdown. <laughs> yes. As um, being one of those struggles. Um, do you mean like in the process of my PhD or just generally in my... Uh, just in general. Just in general. Um, well, um, being in the science industry, like I'm, I'm sure you understand, you, you meet a lot of people from different backgrounds and you know, everyone's got very um, diverse opinions to bring to the table. So I think it's been a struggle um, balancing um, um, every like the the diverse nature of everyone's backgrounds for sure, but also been a blessing as well because it's taught me um, how to how to be open as well um, and really welcoming everyone's opinions and just. Um, seeing how I can use that to my advantage too. And you mentioned your parents. Um, what about your grandparents? Um, do you want to do you want to speak a little bit about where they how they've influenced you and where you grew up yeah, and talk a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So um, I grew up in Brisbane and my grandparents while I was growing up was were in Japan. So um, being separated um like that was I, I didn't get to see them too much but from the stories I've heard my my grandma used to work really really hard um my dad used to say how um she used to be a dressmaker she had her own shop at her house and um my dad grew up in that environment where a lot of um uh people around her, her employees were just always working incredibly hard um, for her and her business. So um, I guess like my grandma being from that creative background really helps me and really drives me to um, do what I do today. And what about your parents too? Yeah, my parents, I mean, it's my mom um, was mainly working while I was growing up um, and my dad um, had been retired um, or shortly after or before I was born. So my dad was predominantly the one that um, raised my sister and I. So um, it that was quite untraditional, but it was sort of um, helped I think that influenced um, how I am today and that like the woman in my life always um, uplifting and the sacrifice that my mom made for her career as well as super inspirational. And uh, so do you have a passion outside your research? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so as you would have seen, um, Selena actually visited um, Melbourne a few days ago and she saw that I'd set up a new fish tank in my house. So I've got um, that uh, that I've been working towards and um, other hobbies that I have. I mean, except for checking the ABC and the Victorian <laughs> health website every morning <laughs> these days. Um, I, I really like getting out and about and I love 
going um, on hikes and going on adventures with um, Harry, my boyfriend, um, and my housemates here as well. It's, it's yeah, it's been challenging through the lockdown, but we try and make it work. So what would you say that to people listening that are struggling with you? There's many, many young people, especially 19 to 25-year-olds, um, that feel like their 20s has been given up to the pandemic in some sense. So what's your best advice to inspire them to not uh, go down the other pathway, which is to really give up um, and to keep yeah. pushing like you're pushing and achieving? You've got your confirmation under your belt, which is fantastic at one of the yeah. toughest places to do your PhD, despite five lockdowns, you've achieved that. So do you want to uh, inspire some young people around you? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, I feel like I'm very fortunate in my position to still be able to study throughout the lockdowns. I know a lot of young people my age are not so lucky, especially um, people who work casually in hospitality. It must be really, really tough for them right now. But um, I guess the main motivation for me during these lockdowns have been to really remember the small wins and to set up the small wins and just to set up those, those short-term goals to keep pushing you through, I think, has been really important. Um, and just, uh, yeah, keep fighting and digging deep, <laughs> you know, and not giving up. <laughs> not giving up to the pandemic. I like that uh, concept of the small wins because the small wins do really add up to something great, even though it doesn't feel like it at the time, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, definitely. And just um, supporting each other and checking in on our neighbours, <laughs> seeing how everyone's doing is super important, I think. So what's your purpose in where, where you're heading um, hard to say <laughs> at this stage. Um, not really too sure. Like I, I, there was a moment like in my honours and maybe even early into my PhD, like before making the big three-year commitment that like I, I want to try and, um, you know, shoot for the stars and really give it a good crack. So I think with that mentality, I'm, I'm, I don't really know where it will lead me at this stage, uh, but I, I really want, regardless of where I end up, I really want to give it my best shot and see how far that can take me. At, yeah, at this stage. And uh, yeah. the other, th the other thing that you're working with that we didn't really discuss was zebrafish, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. have you made any interesting discoveries already in such a short time? Um, well, personally, I have made, um, discoveries of my own using the zebrafish. Like I've learned so many, many things about the model system already along the way. Um, it's super cool what you can do with them and the work that I've been able to achieve so far. Like, I, uh, it would take ages using any other model system. So I'm, I'm really fortunate to be, have worked working with zebrafish um as for discoveries I, i'm not really too sure it's all in perspective right like i feel like i've achieved so much so far with working with zebrafish um but yeah watch this space i guess <laughs> more well, to I come 
I think that uh, you're incredibly inspirational young woman. Um, it's amazing to have you on this podcast. We're so grateful that you joined us because understand it may not feel like it, but you do inspire lots of other young people that are not shown this pathway because it's not necessarily what uh, people are told to do, if you know what I mean. And um, I really wish you the best that, that you do shoot for the stars. Life's really short. Why not? And you're really mm. young. Um, I want to really thank you for being on the podcast and offering that advice to understand that it's people like you that do inspire other people around you. So mm -hmm. we are not alone. One person can make a big difference to other people. So this podcast is all about helping people thrive by providing inspirational people to see all the different pathway, pathways that people are taking. Mm -hmm. And that even though despite what you've been through, look at you, you're thriving. And that just as I'm sure there are many days, Saki, that you would like to not be thriving and you'd like to just sit and watch Netflix all day. I'm sure there's been <laughs> days like that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> that sounds excellent. I would thrive in that. <laughs> <laughs> so well done and thank you so much. With this, you get the last word on the podcast. That's how we always finish. So, oh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm very honored to be on this podcast and um, to, to feel like I've done the smallest bit of um, inspiration is uh, <laughs> a huge achievement for me. So, thank you. So, keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Saki. Thank you.